0: Okay. Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell follows college freshman Kath as she struggles through life apart from her twin sister, Ren, as well as trying to balance the demands of being a successful fan fiction author to possible love interests and college, which is a lot. And for those of you who don't know, um, so Kath is basically writing fan fiction on Simon Snow, which is an eight-book series that's basically Rainbow Rowell's version of Harry Potter. Now, it's not Harry Potter. They're completely different. And Rainbow Rowell eventually wrote Simon Snow books. Um, well, she wrote Carry On, which is the title of um, Kath's fanfiction. So Kath's fan fiction that she's writing in Fangirl is called Carry On Simon. And then when Rainbow Rowell wrote a book about Baz and Simon... Um, it was called Carry On, and so it's basically another take on a magical universe. It's really good, and anybody who's ever, like, not read Fangirl or Carry On, like, you need to read them. They're so great, Um, especially Carry On. Carry On's another book that I'm sure I'll do an episode on shortly because it's amazing, and Fangirl is amazing. I love the book. It's like a comfort book for me because I first read it in eighth grade, And reading it now as a senior who's about to go into college is a completely different experience. Um, But I will go into more detail on that later. Honestly, it's just like an amazing book and I love it. And I think everybody should read it because it's amazing books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I am constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is My Take. Okay so as always we are starting on the writing. Now this book is written from third person point of view but I completely forget that it's written from third person point of view because it reads so well from inside Kath's mind and just the way Rainbow Rowell describes everything from Kath's eyes and how funny it is like I forget that I'm not reading um through first person and the fact that it's written through third person gives it more of a sophisticated vibe because you clearly see Kath and Kath's personality and Kath's emotions and stuff but it's written from that extra level where third person point of view is hard to write from and so it gives it more almost literary merit that it's written from third person point of view I think and the writing is so funny and so easy to read and I love that there are Simon so excerpts in between every chapter because as somebody who When I read this book for the first time, I hadn't read Carry On. I read Carry On after. So now, in hindsight, looking back and reading it, it's so fun to just see kind of the little bits of Carry On that we know and love, and you get that kind of comfort of having Carry On in this book, too. Um, So I just love the excerpts from that. Um, And, yeah, the writing is just really good. And on a side note, um, I don't know why I put the side note here, but I did. I didn't get the, like... Catherine thing of their names until the book it was explained in the book. Um, but I thought that was genius for those of you who don't know or haven't read or I don't know. But Cather and Wren are twins and their mom didn't know she was having twins, so she wanted to keep the same name, Catherine. So it's Cather and then Wren, but then Kath Cather goes by Kath. Um but yeah, that's another side note I have. And so moving on from the writing the nick versus levi love interest thing um i have a confession to make when i read this book in eighth grade i liked nick and i was rooting for nick right up until the story incident at the end um and maybe it was just an eighth grade me thing because reading the hunger games which i'm pretty sure i read in eighth grade too um or i read before eighth grade but i read like in middle school i liked gail up until the end in the hunger games too so i don't know why i was holding out hope i don't know what eighth grade me was on because Levi is clearly the better option, like, from the get-go, and not just because I have hindsight and have read this book and stuff, from the get-go this time when I read it, I was like, how did I ever like Nick? Levi clearly, like, likes her, I mean, he walks her home from the library without asking, he goes out of his way to, like, make sure she's not walking home alone, he makes her Starbucks, and he randomly shows up at her dorm with Starbucks, also, I really want a pumpkin mocha brevet, Brev, brevet, I don't know. But whatever it is, I want one. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's in it, but I want one. Um, Levi's at the emergency dance party scene. Um, when he- <laughs> reading to Levi, oh my god, the reading scene, I can't. I love that scene so much. And when he showed up with the book this time, when I was reading it, I was like, oh my god, it's the reading scene. I can't with the reading scene. It's so cute. Oh, mm. And he'll, like, drop everything to drive her to Omaha, too, when he, like, needs... When she needs him, to and needs to get to Omaha. And he's just... He's so nice, and he's adorable, and I love him. And we'll talk more about Levi and Kath as a couple later. But I just... I love Levi. I need a Levi in my life. Like, I'm going to college for an education and to find a Levi. Um, And yes, I mean, he does make out with the girl at the party and tell Kath that it was just a kiss. But we forgive him because he makes amends with it and makes up makes it up to her and we love Levi and we know he has good intentions. And Nick is sketchy about the story the entire time and he never walk offers to walk her home. And even when she's like, hey, why don't you you know walk past this way to like walk me home so that I'm not alone walking in the dark because who's gonna leave somebody to walk home alone in the dark? That's so stupid. He's like, oh no, like it's late, I gotta get back. So he's just a douche and we don't like Nick and Levi's the better option. Now, the other two major players in this book are Reagan and Wren, Um, besides Kath, which I guess I should give Kath her own section too, because I realized I didn't give Kath like a section. So we're gonna take a pause on our regularly scheduled program to talk about Kath real quick. Um. I love Kath. I see so much of myself in Kath because I am that nerd who doesn't want to go to a party and who probably is going to spend a lot of time in her dorm room in college. And um, at one point in my life, I did write fan fiction, but we're not talking about that. That's not for this. Um, but Kath is just she's so pure and she's so innocent and she's so good-hearted and she cares so much about her dad and. I just, I love Kath, and I see so much of myself in Kath, and it's such a comfort to have a narrator like Kath, um, that, I don't, I, like, she makes this book, and as much as every other character around her makes this book, Kath makes this book what it is, and makes it such a comfort to read, and so, yeah, I love Kath, and, yeah, Kath is great, I love her, we need her, I need Kath in my life, I need, like, a friend like Kath, so I can just, buddy up and hole down in some of my dorm room next year. But yeah. Moving back on to our regularly scheduled program, Reagan and Wren. Now I'm gonna start talking with Reagan and then we'll move on to Wren. But um I love Reagan. I mean she's so nice to Kath and she takes care of Kath and like as much as she comes off cold she really does care about kath and she never really knocks on kath's nerdy side she appreciates it even though she makes jokes when they're at the premiere of the book and stuff like she just she's always there for kath and like she's just the best and i pulled this quote out specifically because i think it really represents reagan and cass relationship together reagan goes if god put me in your life to keep you from wearing a fucking tail i accept the assignment and i'm just like that just shows how much of like a big sister protector motherly vibe reagan has even though she's still like cold and a hard ass and a boss ass bitch and very reagan she's so protective of Kath and I love her and I love her ground rules when like Kath and Levi finally start dating and I love that she has that conversation and as awkward as it is I love it and I love like when she asks Kath to room together like their next year of college it's just like how cute is that and like Reagan's willing to like room with Kath and she's like Kath's like I thought you didn't like me and she's like no I love you what the hell like (sighs) Reagan is just She's the best. She really is. Um, and I love Reagan and I want Reagan. I like want to live in the world I wanna be Kath in this world and I want to have like a Reagan and a Ren and a Levi and yeah. I, I yeah, I want my college experience to be similar to Kath's. Though I could deal without the like manic, depressive dad who loses it and all that stuff, but yeah. Speaking of Reagan or not Reagan, speaking of Ren, moving on to Ren, um, I am not a twin, I have a friend who is a twin, but I can imagine that Ren really felt like she could finally get independence to college, and I don't blame her for not wanting to dorm with Kath, even, even though it's scary, like, I want to get a ton of independence from college and get independence from having lived with my parents all my life and stuff, right? So I can't imagine having another person that so many people associate as like a duo, I I see where Ren is coming from in terms of needing her independence going to college, so I don't blame her for that. I blame her for binge drinking and constantly going out to parties and calling Kath and knocking on Simon Snow and completely icing Kath out and needing to get her stomach pumped. Like, I blame Ren for that because you can have independence and not have to completely ice out your twin sister who you should be loving, and, you know, she picks on Kath for the way she's gonna live and not, like, go crazy and be stupid in college, like, okay, let Kath live her life and let her do what she wants to do, yes, do I think Kath needed to get out more? Probably, but just because you're going to a party every day doesn't mean you get to pick on Kath, like, no, 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 let Kath live. Um, and I was very glad that, you know, they make up, and as bad as the stomach pumping thing was, I'm glad it was a catalyst for them making up, and by the end of the book, they have a really good balance of, like, being super tight, but also being able to live separate lives, um, which I think really comes through when, uh, Ren texted Kath about, like, coming down to hang out with her and her boyfriend or whatever, and Kath's like, no, I'm hanging out with Levi, like, They still are friends, and, you know, they're talking, and they're talking about Simon Snow and all that stuff, but they get to, like, separate themselves and have their independence, so I love that for them. And Ren really is the perfect balance to Kath, and they balance each other out perfectly, yin and yang type of thing. So I love them together, and I love them together a lot more than I love them apart. So I'm very happy that they make up and all of that stuff at the end. Now... Like I said before, I'm going to be talking more about Levi and Kath as a couple. Um, When he finally gets her up to his room, that was such a good moment, and I loved them, and I loved, oh, I love Levi and Kath. Sometimes it's hard to put it into words, but that moment when she was, like, walking out of the dorm room, and she was like, I already knew I wasn't coming home until the morning, I was like, Oh, like, they're so cute, and so pure, and so innocent, and just, <sighs> and then I love how she, like, ends up falling in love with, in love with his room, and, like, sits up there and writes for the whole day and stuff, and, like, they're just, it's so cute, and I love that Levi still sits outside her door, like, even when they get together, he, like, is so respectful about, like, sitting out there and waiting for her and not just invading her space and stuff. And I love how their first date is, like, walking around East Campus, because who would think that, like, for a first date, you're gonna, like, take somebody out on a walk on campus in the middle of the night, but, like, they do, and it's so cute, and just so pure, and so very Levi and Kath that I love it. And I think the biggest thing I appreciate about their relationship is none of their fights are ever, like, nuclear, because, they never have a fight that causes them to break up, right, besides the fact that, like, they kiss, and then Levi's kissing another girl, which they technically weren't together, so they can't be broken up, and yes, that fight sucks, but, like, they're able to reconcile after the fact, and it wasn't, like, a huge deal, right, but once they get together, they never have a fight where they're, like, oh my god, we're over, and then they would be stupid, and, like, you know, sit and sulk and don't, like, get back together. They have a fight, they realize they're stupid, they deal, they work it out, and I love that it shows, like, more of what a healthy relationship is, because I think a lot of books get caught up in the fact that a relationship is so perfect, and then one fight causes it, is it to all crumble, and so, and can give like unrealistic expectations of how you should never fight in a relationship or whatever um and I think that they show that like you can fight and you can argue but you get back together and you deal with it and it just I love that that is something that happens and it's something that's different from most book portrayals of relationships and stuff and I just I love that and I love the way they say I love you when she's making him the omelet and it's just like gradual and then she's like I needed to make another omelette, like, they're just adorable together, and I love it, and I love them, and I love how perfectly they work, and just, ugh, it's, uh, I love them, I don't even have the words, I just, I love them, and I don't know how to describe it, and yeah, um, so just other general things, um, I love how protective, everyone is when Nick shows up at the end and Reagan's like is this yours I figured it wasn't so I told him I had to wait outside like ugh. and I love that like everybody's like no what the hell and I love that Kath stands up for herself with the story and Nick and I love that Kath is then able to write her own fiction writing story and kicks butt and gets published in the journal and stuff and the other thing is I love that her dad was like a big player in the book because I think it could have been very easy especially with the fact that they're going to college and stuff to make her dad kind of like oh you know drop off and oh you know we see him at Thanksgiving and stuff and he's kind of just like a minor character but he is a pretty big character and has a pretty big influence on Kath and Kath's life and her decision making and I'm very glad that her dad plays that big of a part because I think it was very fitting and it shows kind of it gives Kath more depth as a character to have to see her ties to her father and it gives her the book more depth to have another character that has depth with her father um and I love that her father gives us the phrase fucking Kelly because yeah that is great um and like I said before like I love this book so much it's such a comfort book you know I see a lot of myself in Kath and it reminds me now reading this book reminds me that I'll be okay in college and that even though I'm a giant nerd who probably doesn't want to go to parties and stays to sit in her dorm room and read or whatever like it reminds me that I'll be okay and I'll find my people and I'll thrive in college and you know moving on to that like reading this book in eighth grade versus reading it now were two completely different experiences like I said being on the cusp of college and you know, knowing that I'll be okay, and, you know, reading through all the things, like, Kath was freaked out to go to the dining hall, because she didn't know dining hall etiquette, right, reading in that in eighth grade, I was like, oh, haha, okay, reading that now, I was like, oh, shit, do I need to know dining hall etiquette, like, I need to find somebody to go to the dining hall with, so that I don't look like a complete idiot all by myself, stuff like that, where it's, like, completely different now, and I'm like, oh, my god, what the hell, um, and then the Nick thing, obviously, with me, like, being stupid and rooting for Nick, like, mm-mm. And just, like, in general, reading it and knowing what's gonna happen was kinda nice because I was still a tad blindsided because, like, Loki forgot that, um, her dad ends up in the hospital and Loki forgot that Levi makes out with another girl because it has been four years since I've read it, but I still got to, like, love all the characters and their relationship and it just, it was perfect to read it again. It's one of those books that I think you can keep rereading every time, and you're still gonna love it, and you're still gonna appreciate it, and you're always gonna see it in different ways, and I'm sure that, like I said about My Dark Vanessa and reading it and having a different perspective, you know, five, ten years later, I think if I read this again, kind of after I've settled into college and after I get college and stuff, like, I'm sure I'll have a different perspective on it. I'm sure I'll love it just as much, but I'm sure I could make a completely different episode um, about it and how I like see it different and how my freshman experience went compared to the cats and stuff. Um, And I'm glad I read it now because I think I really needed a comfort book now with all the stress of stuff that's going on in online school and you know everything that's going on in the world right now I really needed a comfort book and I'm glad I read it in terms of reminding myself that I will be okay in college and also the hindsight of how many clues about carry-on were in this book was very fun because I again haven't read carry-on in a very long time I've read bits of carry-on um sporadically but I haven't like read the full book all the way through recently and so to get kind of a taste of carry-on again and to remember which parts of the carry on excerpts were kind of in carry on or the spirit of those excerpts are in carry on was very nice and it made me really miss carry on. So I think I'm going to reread carry on soon. And honestly, it's just an amazing book, a really good intro into reading carry on because we get to see kind of like the start of where carry on is and the author I say that in air quotes of carry on because. I mean, obviously, it's Kath, right? And Kath is the spark of this carry-on thing. And I just appreciate that we read Kath and her story first. And then we read Simon and Baz in their story. And, you know, with Kath, Simon and Baz were always fictional, right? And, well, obviously, all of them are fictional. They're all in books. Once we read carry-on, Simon and Baz become more real. And so it's nice to kind of, like, read it from Kath's perspective first and then read carry-on. I don't know. I just... I love both Fangirl and Carry On, um, and- and Wayward Son, which is the Carry On sequel. But, um, yeah, honestly, Fangirl was amazing. I love it. It's a comfort book. Levi and Kath are adorable. Like, I don't know what else to say. I- it's just so good, and everybody should read it, and I love it, and I need it with me forever and ever and ever. So, Yeah. I have been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. Thanks for listening.